You're listening to the Happier at Work podcast. I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the podcast for leaders who put people first. The podcast covers four broad themes, engagement and belonging, performance and productivity, leadership equity, and the future of work. Everything to do with the Happier at Work podcast relates to employee retention. You can find out more at happieratwork.ie. Hello and welcome back to a solo episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm so thrilled that you decided to tune in to today's episode. And today's episode is all about celebrating women at work in the lead up to, if you're listening to this in real time, International Women's Day, which is happening on the 8th of March. And I wanted to share a couple of different perspectives. So looking at some of the previous episodes that I've had recently and sharing some insights that I took away from those episodes and also sharing some insights of my own. But before I go into the main podcast episode, I wanted to share a few things with you as well. So I am available for speaking engagements. I do have limited availability around the week of the 8th of March. So if you are looking for someone to speak either to your employee resource group, to a woman's group or to the wider team or to your individual team, uh, please feel free to reach out to me on Aoife at happieratwork.ie. That's A-O-I-F-E at happieratwork.ie. And I am planning to do a live session on LinkedIn. So I have been toying around with LinkedIn audio live. If you haven't tuned into one of those yet, I would love to have you join us to talk about some of these key topics that are so, so important to women. So I'm planning to do that for International Women's Day. And if you are if you are around and you have time to tune in, I'd love to have you join us. The thing with the LinkedIn audio lives is that they are live only, so you can't actually record them. Where previously I went live on video, you can watch the replay of the video. It's no problem at all. But with the audio, you can't actually, uh, you can't get a replay. It's live only. You have to be there in the moment. You have to be there at that time. So the first episode I wanted to talk about was Paula Sheridan's episode, and that's all about stopping being overlooked and underappreciated at work. So if that sounds like you, if you feel like you've been overlooked, if you feel like you're not really feeling the appreciation for the work that you do, for what you contribute to the team, uh, then definitely go out, go and check out her full podcast episode. Really, the, the key thing I took away from this, I think often as women, we forget the amount of work that we do. We forget the effort that we put in. We forget about the small little problems that we solve on a day to day basis, which prevent larger problems from happening in the future. So really what I took away is it's about sharing what it is that you're working on, sharing what it is that you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So thinking about maybe problems that you've solved or problems that you've potentially avoided as well. Oftentimes we think that this type of work is just part of our job. But as Paula pointed out, it's the men who explain what it is that they do and the problems that they've avoided. They get recognised and their, their contribution is therefore seen as more valuable to the workplace. So if this sounds like you, that is definitely a step to take. Something else that she highlighted was, and I know certainly I've been like this in my career, you know, you're kind of waiting to be noticed. You're waiting for an opportunity to come up that that someone thinks that you would be a really great fit for rather than being proactive and actually seeking out those opportunities yourself and verbalising all of the great things that you're contributing, all of the great things that you're working on. 
it's it's our own personal responsibility to let people know what it is that we're doing rather than being, you know, rather than thinking that our work is going to speak for itself, because it's not necessarily going to speak for itself. The other thing that Paula mentioned was about seeking out feedback. So proactively looking for feedback. And I know feedback tends to be kind of a a dirty word at times. and, And a lot of people shy away from giving feedback and from listening to feedback or seeking out proactively seeking out feedback because there's this perception that feedback is is negative but see it as a gift and i've talked about this before but see it as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to develop Uh, it's an opportunity to understand maybe where the gaps are between what you're currently doing and where you need to get to and if those gaps are things that you're already doing then it comes back to this earlier point of illustrating that and letting people know that that that's what you're actually working on. The other thing that you mentioned was about celebrating wins and even the small wins. And I know certainly for me, I had a particularly good week last week between client wins and wins in my own business. So I went out for a little celebration on Friday evening just to mark the occasion, just to recognise myself, because so often in the past I have not recognised myself. I've just swiftly moved on to the next thing. And so this was an opportunity to mark that occasion. Uh, Another point that she made, and this is something I talk about a lot, is about connecting the objectives that you're working on to the overall business objectives. I think it's really important from a managerial perspective that you understand the role that you play or how your role fits into the grander scheme of things to feel more motivated and to feel like you're contributing to something bigger than yourself. But also from a, a career progression perspective, it enables you to have those discussions and to understand the role that you play and to be able to really articulate what contributions you've made to the overall business objectives as well. Now, the next podcast episode that I wanted to talk about was the episode with Neve Hannon. And the key thing I took away from that episode was you know, there's a lot of this talk about supporting women to reach more senior positions and supporting women in leadership. But it's not a great idea to support women to leadership positions if they're in a situation where the system is broken, where it's very male dominated, where it's very patriarchal. And so it's not about supporting women to succeed in a broken system, let's say. It's a, it's more about embracing those feminine traits, which we don't often see in business. So things like collaboration, things like empathy, things like compassion as well. So the kind of traits that we typically associate with women, but are not really seen uh, as leadership traits. Well, I suppose I'm seeing more of the, these kinds of traits being recognised as being really important traits that leaders should have. So it's it's really, really nice to see that as well. Another point that Neve made then was about developing self-awareness. Now, for me, this is a kind of a a critical leadership skill. I'm reading a a book at the moment and I think we're all guilty of thinking that we're more self-aware than we actually are. I think we like to think that we know ourselves. And for me, self-awareness is knowing yourself, but also knowing the impact that your behaviour has on other people as well. So it's really about bringing it back down to knowing yourself. But then even beyond knowing yourself, so there's the self-awareness piece, but then are you managing yourself in the way that you need to be managed? And and, and like I said, you know, I will share a few more details about this book that I'm reading. Um, I do regularly update my EFA's reading list on my website. So we'll share some more details on my website. 
but it's really insightful in terms of understanding ourselves understanding our own triggers and the the kind of emotions that we bring to work and the impact that that can have on us and the impact that that could potentially have on other people as well. Now, uh, another thing that Neve said was about this idea of collaboration. So it's really, really important to build a sense of collaboration rather than competition. And I know certainly in my own background, I've seen, uh, witnessed and and been part of organisations where competition is is really part of the culture where you're competing for resources, you're competing for promotions, but it's about doing away with that and, and knowing that we're all here to support each other towards reaching a common goal. Now, the third episode that I want to talk about is Carla Miller and her episode was all about taking re- radical responsibility for your career. Uh, now, Carla has a new book out called Closing the Influence Gap. I have bought it, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. By all accounts, it's it's a fantastic book. It's one of the, the bestsellers of last year, was recommended by Management Today as well. And the book centres around managing our influence at work. So being able to strengthen your influence at work, which I think is a really, really important skill to learn. We're not necessarily born knowing how to influence other people, but as a leader, it's really important skill that we have. One of the key things that I took away from that episode was this idea of the cloak of authority. Now, the concept comes from Harry Potter, where Harry Potter was using his cloak of invisibility. And maybe now is the time to say, I've never actually watched any of the Harry Potter movies. It is still on my list of something. Um, Maybe I need to watch. I've never read the books either, but I can certainly relate to the concept of it. And I have seen bits and pieces here and there, but I've never actually sat down and watched a full movie. But this is where the concept comes from. It's this idea of a cloak of authority. So Oftentimes when we move into senior leader positions, we can feel imposter syndrome. We can feel like we're a total fraud. We can feel like we're out of our depth and we don't necessarily know what to do or how to handle it. But as Carla mentions, the authority that comes with the job title that you have gives you, I suppose, that the ability to be able to get things done and to have those meaningful conversations. Now, what she means when she puts on the cloak of authority, Carla, the nice person, the friend, the person who wants to be liked, doesn't want necessarily want to have those difficult conversations. But Carla, the leader, she has her cloak of authority on and it helps her to manage those conversations. It helps her to sit in the silences a little bit more. So I loved that concept of just thinking like as you go into a meeting that you're putting on this cloak of authority because you are the authority. Now, another thing that Carla mentioned was this idea of having a personal leadership brand. And it's not something I've talked about before on the podcast. If it's something that you would like kind of further expansion on, I would love to explore it a little bit further. But for me, what having a personal brand means is it's how you're showing up and how you're being perceived by other people. So what are they saying about you when you're not there and how can you influence or how can you show up differently so that they say what it is that you want to say when you're not there? So being really intentional and conscious about how you're showing up and what you want to be known for, essentially. Another thing that Carla mentioned was about having a sponsor. So a sponsor is even beyond a mentor and a sponsor is the kind of person who's going to 
who's going to mention your name in a room full of other senior leaders, who's going to really big up your experience and who's going to open the door for opportunities for you in the future. So identifying who that potential sponsor could be for you in your career, I think is is really important. And building up those strategic relationships was something else that you mentioned. But those two, to me, they kind of go hand in hand. And oftentimes when it comes to building relationships at work, what we as women suffer with is is not leveraging those relationships. So you're you're building relationships based on friendship. And oftentimes we find it difficult to make that leap into, okay, so I'm in this friendship situation, but how do I, how do I get what I want at work through this friendship? And in kind of a, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, collaborative type of way. So being able to leverage those, uh, learning how to leverage it, relationships at work, I think is is really, really important skill to have. Now, something else that you mentioned, and I would love to, to know your thoughts on this, uh, was this idea of the queen bee syndrome. So once a woman reaches a particular level in a business or a particular level of power, and again, this concept of power is something I would love to explore in a future episode of the podcast as well. What happens when we get power? How do we get it? How do we manage ourselves when we have it? All of those kinds of things. And, and it's often associated, I think, with with negative things, but how can we turn that around? But back to this idea of the queen bee syndrome, which essentially means that when a woman reaches a certain level, she's not necessarily putting, you know, she's protecting herself and and her hive rather than putting the the ladder down or putting her hand down to support other women to rise up through the organisation as well. One thing that we touched on that both Carla and I talk about quite regularly is this idea of silencing the inner critic and imposter syndrome, because oftentimes when when we are in those um, situations, you know, when we're out of our comfort zone, when we're progressing through an organisation, when we're reaching more senior positions, we tend to have those fraudy feelings. As you progress, as you get out of your comfort zone, this is what tends to happen. We feel like we're a fraud. We feel like we're going to be found out. We feel like we don't deserve the success that we have and that someone's going to come knocking on the door any minute now and and ask, you know, say that they made a terrible mistake. Uh, I wasn't the right person for the job at all and it should have gone to someone else. So this is the fear that kind of lives with us all the time. I've spoken on the, about this on the podcast numerous times. So if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes in relation to imposter syndrome, you are very welcome to do so. As always, I do post about this uh, podcast episodes regularly on social media. So I'd love for you to join in on the conversation. Leave a comment where you see um where you see any information about the, the recent podcast episode, I would love to get your thoughts, love to hear about your experiences, or if there's anything else that you would like to learn about on the on the podcast episode, on a future episode that I'm putting out there. So you can connect with me through the website, happieratwork.ie. There you'll find all of my contact details. There's links to all of the social media channels there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm back again next week for another interview-based episode. That was another episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I am so glad you tuned in today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would love to get your thoughts. Head on over to social media to get involved in the conversation. If you enjoy the podcast, I would love if you could rate, review it, 
or share it with a friend. If you want to know more about what I do or how I could help your business, head on over to happieratwork.ie.